0: Are you one of the many necessary residents who suffer from everyday boredom? do you sit around at night looking at your phone while trying to find something to do if so ask your doctor about Cerrito Trivia well actually that'd be a little weird instead just stop playing on your phone and start inviting your friends to play Cerrito Trivia it's more than just your average mind numbing pub clip it's a trivia night with questions about stuff you and your friends know and like featuring unique weekly themes including TV shows movies music current events and more all shows are free to play for more information on locations times weekly themes and drink specials visit CerritoTrivia.com. or or like Cerrito Trivia on Facebook and browse the best team name Hall of Fame. And by the way, did you know Cerrito Trivia isn't just for bars and restaurants? Contact Cerrito Trivia at gmail.com to bring Memphis's most unique trivia experience to your next party. Work function, or special event. Cerrito Trivia is the perfect prescription for everyday boredom. One side effects make with win prices, laughing out loud, high eating mass quantities of delicious food, consumption of adult beverages, right pickets, and scissors, and spending quality time with friends. Now play Cerrito Trivia every Monday night at Canvas, every Tuesday night at Rec Room, every Wednesday night at Camp and Tap Downtown, and casual pint highlight Every Thursday night at the Green Beetle, the Arcade Restaurant, Memphis Maids Tap Room, and Pimento's Kitchen and Market. Cerritosvideo. Live from Flynn Broadcasting in Memphis, Tennessee. It's time for Cerrito Live. Here's your host, Kevin Cerrito. <laughs>
1: Salutations. We are live from high atop, Mount Moriah. Welcome to Cerrito Live. I'm your host, Kevin Cerrito. Joined alongside, as always, on the other side of the glass, CJ Hurt. What's up, Conrad? Kind of sad. We're back. Why are you sad? ML, I thought Zach Randolph was paying people's bills today. <laughs> we're going to get to the bottom of this, hopefully, in, in, in this hour. I so, tweeted MLGW. You tweeted them and told them that you were sad or that you
2: you Zebos taking care of your bill this month? Or what did you say? I asked them if he was, and they were like, real short. No. You call you tweeted. Oh, they tweeted back at you? Yeah, and told me no. MLGW's Twitter account is great. Whoever's running that, shout out to you. Oh, you like the the fact that they were just blunt with you. <laughs> well, I mean, I I've interacted with them several times on the Twitter app. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool.
1: Um All right, well we'll try to get to the bottom of that because I'm excited the uh, we have in studio with us. We always tip off the show with some Kevin Sanity talking about your Memphis Grizzlies and what's trending in Memphis. Kevin Lipe from the Flyer usually joins us live. From his laundry room,
3: sometimes the deck, a deck, sometimes the deck, sometimes
1: a his deck.
2: Can we do Kevin Sanity still? Yes. <laughs> what do you? Mean? <laughs> Come on, Sanity!
0: That man has amazing Holy cow!
1: I mean, Vince is gone, but the Kevin's are still here,
3: and uh, it will live on. Uh, Which one of us is uh, is the man half and which one of us is the amazing half?
1: That that is a mystery that will never be solved, I don't think. But we are uh, that the voice you hear is Kevin Light from the Memphis Flower. He writes about the Grizzlies. He joins us every week on the show. A big week for the Memphis Grizzlies, so he came back in studio uh, with us. But CJ, there's there's Lin sanity, there's Vin sanity, there's Kevin sanity, there's all types of sanities out there. This was just inspired by the Vince Carter uh, tenure. The the name of this portion of the show. I guess
2: as long as you guys are here, we can keep doing it. Lynn right. Sanity, once he left New York, Lynn Sanity went to Houston, and then now Lynn Sanity is in Brooklyn. Is it still Lynn Sanity? <laughs> I think it died off. Yeah,
3: it's not very, not very Lynn but, Sane anymore.
1: The Grizzlies might need to get him. Okay, big news for the Grizzlies uh, this week. Life welcome in studio. Thanks for coming in. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't think anything's really going on. Lots happening. Very busy. <laughs> very busy. Uh, the, the, the biggest Grizzlies news, of course, is that Zeppo is no longer
3: uh, a member of the Grizz. Yeah, it's uh, it's impossible to have a Fourth of July holiday if you cover basketball because uh, you know it's it's so close in the in the the hot period of free agency that something kind of, yeah. something's always going to break. Pretty rude of the NBA, actually.
0: <laughs> well, because you
3: know, this is a really exciting time to be. Like,
1: probably I think mean, you you I guess like outside of, like opening day, Christmas Day is all right. No, really, this is it. If you're an NBA fan, this is a pretty exciting time of time of year right here. And it always happens around the holidays and you have a lot of uh, media people obviously on their vacation and traveling. So uh but you were smart and you postponed your vacation. It's coming up later this month. And who knows, maybe we'll know about Tony Allen by then. Yeah, but so. but <laughs> so you don't have to do that from from wherever you will be. But let's start with Zebo. He is going to the Sacramento Kings, twenty four million dollars for two years. Um and he's going to have his number retired by the Memphis Grizzlies. Where do you want to start with this? Zebo's gone. Uh the Grizzlies have never won a playoff game without Zach Randolph and they may not win another one for a while.
3: <laughs> yeah, you know, it's 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 strange, man. Um with with Zach and Tony both, I mean, Zach definitely gone, Tony kind of up in the air. It's uh I've never covered this team without these two guys on it. Um I I watched the Grizzlies. I was a fan of the Grizzlies before before they were around, but I I wasn't writing about them. And, uh, I, I've, never, I've never had a Grizzlies take that didn't involve them somehow. So it's, uh, it's, it's interesting. I, I kind of was bemoaning last season how, how, you know, grit and grind was all we could talk about and then it's kind of tired mm. and, and that kind of thing. And I guess I got my wish, but, um, that doesn't mean it's, it's not bittersweet. You know, uh, it, it, it's, you can see how it was time for the franchise to move on. Like they, they couldn't make a multi year commitment to Zach, and they they weren't going to. I mean, they could have, but they weren't going to. And, um, you know, I, I do think if, if maybe if he hadn't gotten any other offers, the Grizzlies would have brought him back on a one-year deal, that kind of thing. But when you're 36 uh, and somebody offers you a two-year, 24 million dollar deal, you know, you do what's best for you. You take it. Uh, obviously, I, I think Zach would have preferred to stay here, but you know, uh, it, the difference in 24 million dollars and I don't know, probably eight from the Grizzlies guaranteed money. Uh, on what's probably the last big contract of your career, you know, I understand it. Uh, definitely no hard feelings there. Um, uh, uh, most people are understanding of Zach Zach Randolph,
1: and understanding, I guess, of the of the Grizzlies not being able to really afford to pay him that much. But part of the they would they pay him the twenty four million dollars? I guess this is the question because people hate Chandler Parsons and they want to blame Chandler Parsons for everything. If Chandler Parsons was not on this team with a ninety seven million dollar contract, would the Grizzlies have paid twenty four million dollars to Zach Randolph?
3: I think it's possible you know I think it's possible but that's that's a crazy hypothetical because you know you don't know who they would have signed if they hadn't gotten Parsons last summer you know right You're talking about uh, Lynn sanity they may have ended up with Jeremy Lynn and somebody else and you know uh, they may have ended up with even more young guys that need playing time I mean really uh, to me the decision to not bring Zach is about the rotation it's about getting the young guys minutes uh, we don't know what's gonna to happen with J. Michael Green yet but obviously he started at Power forward most of the year uh, and Zach came off the bench behind him. But you've got Jerrell Martin. Now you've got Ivan Rabb. Uh, you've got Deontay Davis. Brandon Wright is still on the roster. You've got Chandler Parsons needs some minutes at the four. Probably, um, you know. You've but, got a lot of guys who are going to soak up minutes out of that power forward rotation, and especially the young guys. They don't develop if they don't get court time. Um, you got. You got to eventually. You have to pull off the band-aid of throwing Zach Randolph out there for twenty five minutes, thirty minutes, and, and. But if it's working though, it worked. Sort of worked. I mean. I mean, it worked in the playoffs. It worked in the playoffs, except, enough. I mean, yeah. his defense, his defense is not has been steadily declining for the yeah. last three, four years, and you saw in the playoffs. Yeah, he could he could get it done on the offensive end, but ultimately, he, he just can't defend the pick and roll anymore. You know, uh, we saw that in, in 2013 in the Western Conference Finals, the Spurs swept the Grizzlies by running Tony Parker at Zach Randolph every chance they got, um, and and that was not any better in in, in 20, 17. So,
1: okay, but um, but does it not show a little bit of like the this front office's inability to plan for the future? It's already a franchise that that has uh, trades away all their draft picks all the time, and very their future does not look good draft wise. And then, like last summer, you have to know these are all these contracts are coming off you know, they're coming up next year that you don't sign Chandler Parsons for 97 million dollars if you know. Uh, next summer we need to probably think about keeping Zebo or Tony. But if that was never their intention, I guess it just uh, – you know, Well, they
3: signed Chandler Parsons to be their third best player. You know what I mean? Like to, they, they made yeah. that move to make a new big three around Mike and Mark. And really they should have done gotcha. that kind of a move three years ago, honestly. Um, you know, it's, it's past time for them to build around Mike and Mark. You've got two guys that are 29 and 31 in their primes on max deals. Like those are your two best players. You need a third best player who, who – uh, works with him in a, in a different way, who stretches the floor uh, and that kind of thing. That's why I think that Parson signing. You know, you go back and look at it. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and say they didn't know about the knee problem was as bad as it is. And and well, I hope not. If they, hope, they knew, yeah. if but they knew they're, if but they, they had knew, have, they're idiots. They had
1: to. Yeah, they had to have some clue. There had to be clues out there.
3: Well, they knew he was. You know, they knew he was coming off a of knee surgery and that kind of thing. But but what I'm saying, and
1: they knew was, that Mark Cuban, one of his BFFs, didn't even want to sign him.
3: Yeah, well, what I'm saying is they made that move knowing that that was moving on from the core four. You know right, I, mean? I see
1: what you're saying. So they're saying, like, oh, we, if he's as good as we think he can be, it's not going to matter if we end up losing Zebo or Tony. Unfortunately, he was right. not. No. And so that Zebo can't afford Zebo.
3: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's kind of a thing where you knew of in, The hope was always that. You know the the feel good thing would be for for Zach and Tony to retire as Memphis Grizzlies, well, right? Of course, and yeah. had to play it out, um, but at some point, at some point, it was going to have to be a decision to pri- prioritize building around Mark and Mike instead of bringing in veterans and bringing in veterans and bringing in veterans. And I think last year we saw they played a lot of young guys and still had Zach and Tony, um, but I, I don't know that that was that was necessarily the best basketball fit at times for them. Um, and you know, at the end of the day. You got to move on,
1: right? And the and the Grizzlies have, and they put out once the moratorium of uh, teams being able to talk about all these transactions was lifted, they released the letter. What do you think about this letter? I know you pulled a couple of quotes from on on the uh, Beyond the Arc blog.
3: Yeah, no, I thought that was exactly the right thing to do. I mean, fans weren't going to let anybody wear number fifty anyway. Um, <laughs> but the, you know, the gesture, the 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 thank you to Zach, and the gesture, and you know, having the owner and having the general manager. And, and Wexler to kind of comment on it publicly and say, you know, they released that video. It was it was,
1: it was a, it's a good way to like control the PR. A little. I think making that announcement uh, really got people talking in a, more of a positive light yeah. looking back at the Zebo era. But Absolutely. How, how often do do people get their number retired by a franchise before they retire? Has this yeah. conversation come up at all, CJ, this week? Like, it seems bizarre to me. I mean, he's not going to have a ceremony until he's retired, or is yeah. he going to have
3: a ceremony? No, I don't think the ceremony will happen until after he retires. be? But-
1: do they retire numbers with teams before players retire? Or you can,
3: but what you don't? Well, do they they're it- they're doing it.
1: I know it's possible. Well,
3: it's just like Michael Jordan. You know, Michael I guess he technically retired and then right. came back, but it's like nobody was going to wear number twenty three. You know. I mean, as long as you don't do the ceremony, it's
2: fine. So you can retire the number and then do the official retirement ceremony once the player. I understand
1: it's know. okay. I'm just wondering how if it's common. Because they're doing it.
2: <laughs> no, it's not common, but it's, it, common. it happens.
1: Right, because you, you, yeah, okay. You know, well, like I mean, it definitely happened
3: when Hakeem Olajuwon ended up on the Raptors. It wasn't like the Rockets were going to let somebody wear his number. You know, um, same kind of. You thing. know, you could
1: like I don't know. Maybe like a, to me, it would be something that you would keep as a, a private policy, like you know, saying when somebody came, you can wear any number, but fifty. It's not officially retired, and then you officially retire when he retires. But you just kind of keep it as an unspoken retirement until then. Well, but think, it's but cool that they're doing it. They're doing it publicly. Just I'm fine with it, it, it.
3: More, you know, add some some weight to their kind of statement. Oh, it's great. Doing.
1: No, it's great that they're doing it. I'm just thinking that that's probably the typical protocol. But this is uh, this is fantastic. I mean, to have a but you're going to have a player come play on your court whose jersey is retired yeah. in your building. Um, and it just makes makes you feel more like you got a real NBA team. I, lo- I love the moments when these things happen. And Zebo, is there anybody more deserving than Zebo to ha- be the first person to have their number retired for the Grizzlies? No. I can't think of anyone. No, absolutely not. So Zebo going to the Sacramento Kings for at least two seasons and also joining him in Sacramento along with coach Dave Yeager, Vince Carter. Vince Carter, Vince Anity. Uh has signed a deal with the King. So we have Zebo, Vince and Jaeger, I think puts rest to any rumors that these guys did not get along with him because they would not be signing with Sacramento.
3: Yeah. Well, uh, Zach, Zach. I think $24 million may have changed Zach, Zach's mind a little bit, but, um, I'm going to actually. Uh, I'm going to actually interrupt myself because MLGW has put out an official statement about the uh, Zach Randolph. All
1: right, so we'll build. we'll talk about Vince. Uh, we'll hold the conversation about Vince as we try to get to the bottom of this Zebo thing. So rumors yeah. running rampant. CJ, where did you first see this rumor about the MLGW?
2: Build? Miss Margaret's car broke down, bless her heart, and so she was out front and she stopped me like, hey, you heard about Randolph yeah. Payne? I was like, well, no, not really. She showed me the Facebook
3: post. Yeah. People are talking about it on Facebook. I heard about it from uh, my dad texting me a picture of a big line around the building at an Exxon. So that uh, people
1: were so, in line like right now.
3: Yeah. So here's the official statement from MLGW. Uh, MLGW and the Memphis Grizzlies organization are both unaware of a $1 million that Zach Randolph is rumored to be paying towards any customer's bills. This rumor has spread on social media but is not true. Customers who have gone to an MLGW kiosk or Exxon on the run Tiger Mart kiosk since Friday to pay their bills need to call MLGW. These kiosks did not produce accurate receipts, and they are not producing accurate receipts today. We are working to solve that problem. So it's a billing, it's a billing glitch. Their kiosks are at, are messed up. So, people. <laughs> so how do we take the billing glitch all the way to ZBO? Yeah, well, because it looks like somebody paid ninety percent of your bill. Because it's like uh, it looks like there's a it credit looks like your bill. It. Yeah, interesting. So and Z-Bow but, pays people. I mean, he does. He does pay people's MLGW bills. But that's not. the
1: thing he does, right? Like if he got a Z bound, people would believe it. <laughs> so. And, Ldw and and is
3: having a really uh, really great summer. So uh. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's just adding to the the, most of the About to the, be riots in the streets. Oh my goodness! Uh, all right, everybody, stay calm. I don't know who started this this rumor. But um,
3: well, people who people started the rumor who went to pay their MLGW bill at the kiosk, yeah, you
1: and you just assumed and that and some, Zach
3: Randolph ninety percent credit on your bill, I think, well, somebody must have paid ni- the other ninety percent.
1: Who could it have been? Who was could he? it have
3: been? Zach Randolph. Right, he's the Santa Claus of MLGW. Makes sense. Makes sense. Right, so
1: don't, don't go waste your time waiting in line.
2: I'm not going to MLGW uh, to call them
3: about my bill either. Yeah, I was talking to uh, I was I was talking to Anthony Sane on the way over here. Uh, I don't know. Grizzly's Twitter knows Anthony Sane and he uh we were, he was he was discussing that this was going to uh make a lot of white people aware that you can pay your MLGW bill at a kiosk so <laughs> I thought that part of it was funny but um yeah this is uh it's definitely it's definitely one of those uh things where if you get all your news from social media and and uh just believe anything that you see um you know, you're gonna end up standing in line for no reason not at an Exxon in <laughs> July.
1: And to think the timing of this is right when Zebo is, yeah, is, exactly. is leaving.
3: I mean it seems like the kind of thing he might do, you know. Um so that's a bummer if it's not real.
2: Exxon, Walgreens, where else do they have those kiosks?
3: With that I don't know because I pay mine online.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Same here. All right. So do not Zebo is not paying the bills yet. Yet. But that's always a great excuse, like for paying your bill late. I thought Zeebo was paying it. <laughs> well, I, we cool can't have that excuse anymore after this this go
3: around. And one of the unique things that I, I kind of we kind of saw happening in the in the wake of his departure was people donating fifty bucks to the charities that yeah, very you know, he cool. He liked to support. You know, you make a donation to MIFA in in Zach Randolph's name. I don't know how many other players would leave a city in free agency like that. And uh have people give to charities because they're gone. You know what I mean? Right. That's a that to me that's that's a pretty good example of, of the kind of relationship that Zach Randolph and the city of Memphis had. You know, it's um it's, it's it was a unique thing. It was a great pairing of an athlete and a city. Uh I fifty for the city. And it's, it's good like
1: it's a good number for donations, is fifty, right? Mm-hmm. If like he was wearing uh you know, a, a different number, like some random twenty six or something. <laughs>
3: 30, 31 dollars. Yeah, <laughs> no, you fifty
1: bucks—a pretty good donation.
3: And I, I do think that, um, you know, he's not selling that big house. He's going to still live here. He's, he's keeping his right. house here and his family here. So he's still
1: going to run for mayor someday. He's, uh, he may already. He's still going to be a future Grizzly weight heavyweight champion and a Grizzlies wrestling night.
3: Basically, already runs Memphis. So you know, I think I think I think if Zebo were like okay, uh, every every. Every business has to close on my birthday.
1: I do think it's gonna be fast we have nine one day and we just have Zebo day. But I I guess I do think he's gonna this is such a unique relationship that the city's had with this team that he's kinda kinda had kinda gonna be like a tiger, right? Yeah. Like a Memphis Tiger, like where he is like he's beloved more than any recent Memphis Tiger, but like people are gonna cheer for the Sacramento Kings a little bit. Right, yeah and they're gonna cheer for Zebo to do well because they love Zebo.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it's going you're gonna hear that he sound when he gets the ball when the Kings are in town and he gets the ball in the low post on Gasol or whoever, you're gonna hear that sound again.
1: He's gonna uh, get a reaction like he is a, a a Memphis Tiger coming home.
3: Yep. That is an interesting thought. So where would Zebo rank amongst
2: basketball icons in Hoop City? Right? Penny, Larry Finch, Zebo? You
1: didn't call it Grind City?
2: <laughs> well, not, not yet. I know where I rank amongst the grinders in Grind City, the top. I don't want to yeah. think about that.
1: Zebo Z- is up there. He's not and, Penny.
2: He's not. He'll never be Penny. I mean,
1: he will never be Penny because Penny homegrown, and Finch famous only here. But you also have to look at that. You cannot forget about that. That uh, seven seconds away from a championship team. Yeah, absolutely. Um, with 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 CDR and Dorsey on there, because uh, those guys are. Man, they can get whatever they want in this town, too. Yeah, yeah I've, to this I've seen state.
3: Antonio Anderson, you know, some of those. Even Antonio <laughs>
1: Anderson, right? And Robert Dozier. Like, they're with what they're able They're up there. But I'm going to say, I, and Zebo's probably surpassed
3: them, and maybe at the end of the day. He's uh, obviously, he's more recognized. I mean, if you see. Because <laughs> he spent more time here. Yeah, you got to be a pretty hardcore fan to be like, be out somewhere and be like, oh, hey, that's Antonio Anderson, you know. Um, right. So, but Zebo's definitely. He's up there and he's on
1: the top of a lot of folks' list. I mean even Shane Battier's up there on top of people's list yeah, too.
3: Battier's a big
2: one too. So Zebo Zebo's the most popular Grizzlies player ever, right? I, would, yeah, I think
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely. And he's the and one of the best. So it's he's gonna he's gonna be missed. We on the show said we would be shocked if Zebo is gone. Well not shocked, but we would not shocked, but we out of the pit, players expected to leave, we thought he was least likely. Just because of his connection to the city, because of the position that he played on the team. Yeah. Um,
3: yeah, I did think you know I thought it was more likely that that he would be back than than anybody. Else, that you could keep likely him. that he would be back than Vince. Um, you know, Jamichael. I think because he's a restricted free agent, and because of the way the free agency market is going, I think it's still likely that he'll be back. Uh, you know, unless somebody throws a ton of money at him. So
1: getting having a player have their number retired is a big moment if you're a fan of a, of, of an NBA team and or just a city with an NBA team that really like makes it seem even more real that this is happening for for lifelong memphians like myself like it's still sometimes you forget like hey there's a professional sports team and yeah. you have to remember what it was like uh when when there wasn't one in this town.
3: It's and, interesting given the history of the Grizzlies franchise as a whole that they would have somebody's number retired, you know, before the Raptors. <laughs> Cuz oh, the wow. Raptors have actually been like decent.
1: Yeah. Hey, the Grizzlies <laughs> have been too and that's I think we're taking them take, yeah. we're taking have taken them for granted over the last uh, couple of recent years. I think so, and too. And Vince Carter coming to the Grizzlies was another one of those big moments of like, wow, this is real. There really is an NBA team. Yeah, Vince absolutely. Carter's wearing my city's name on his chest, and Vince Carter now uh, going with the Kings. Uh, what are your final thoughts on Vince Carter's era? His jersey not getting retired uh, by the Memphis Grizzlies, and he, the big thing—he's not retiring himself yet. Right? Yeah. Well, so. the
3: eight million dollars for a forty-year-old NBA player is, is kind of is a—that's a lot of money. I, I saw Vince <laughs> kind of getting a – You know, the vet minimum this year is two point three million. I thought I thought he might get four, you know, something like that. Uh, I really thought the Grizzlies might uh, try to keep him around because he was such a mentor to the young guys, and and you know, he's Vince Carter, you know. Um, But you know, at the same time, they need these roster spots. They brought in a lot of young guys who play his positions, Um, so they they need those roster spots for those guys if they're gonna if they're gonna play, if they're gonna develop. So I get it. Uh, and you're definitely not going to pay a forty year old guy eight million dollars if you're uh, if you're trying to stay in the playoff.
1: right? And even though he he contributed uh, to the to the team. Uh, last year, but it it was cool. It's all to have that Vince Carter era, and to at least get what we had uh, this past season, where he actually did contribute. Yeah, and you got well, to I see some. I, you got every year. You got to see a couple of pretty awesome Vinsanity dunks.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Especially last, you know, that first year was rough, but but last year he was he was just fun to watch, and it was fun to it was fun to see him. You know, he's Vince Carter. He's just fun to watch. So it, it was. It was really cool uh, as somebody who covers the team to get to you know be around Vince Carter and talk to him on a regular basis. That was that was cool.
1: Future, I mean, future you know basketball Hall of Famer, right? He should oh, go yeah. into the Basketball Hall of Fame. S A Grizzly, right? CJ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who? What? Team? I bet he goes in as a rap. He's got to go in as a rap. he's dance. going in as a grizzly. You he's think? going. In. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. So. So the the Kings got Vince Carter and Zebo. So Grizzlies like, oh, hold on, hold on, Sacramento Kings. (laughs) We want some of your players, too. And the first one they signed uh, this week was 90s fashion enthusiast Ben McLemore. I don't know if you saw a picture of him wearing that uh, windbreaker when he was in front of FedEx Forum.
3: (laughs) I did not see that. But But, uh,
1: we have uh, the big name is Tyreek Evans because we're talking about former Grizzlies. So the Grizzlies have brought in Tyreek Evans, a name that floated around – uh, earlier this summer of wondering who could the Grizzlies be bringing in that's a free agent. They signed him up for one deal, $3.3 million, which most people seem to think is a steal. Is Tyreek Evans one of these guys who could be a, a the Zeebo-type um, resurgence of your career in Memphis, Tennessee?
3: If he, yeah, if he can stay healthy and stay on the court, I think so, absolutely. This is the, the kind of deal that he's on. Uh, <laughs> they're paying Ben McLemore uh, a lot more money than they're paying Tyreek Evans, which I question but um, yeah, you know, a one-year deal for him at at that you're you're barely over the minimum salary for him. Um,
1: a tiger player that you passed over in the draft, a tiger player, who, tiger
3: player that you wanted to draft, top, that Wallace yeah. wanted to draft, either Tyreek or or Steph Curry, and Heisley was kind of the one who pushed the beat on him. Um, the the
1: top the, the top ten tiger tiger player, the the last good, uh, the the John Calipari's last. A uh, big recruit, yeah. Maybe the Memphis Tigers' last big recruit, I guess, too. Yeah, the biggest recruit of, of recent memory, Tyreek Evans. Um, yeah, it's worth the. I mean, three point three million dollars. You don't have to know much about the salary cap to know that's a lower number since Zebo's getting $12 million. Yeah,
3: absolutely. Well, and Ben McLemore's getting... Uh,
1: and Ben McLemore's the other guy. So family. what do we know about Ben McLemore? He played for the Kings. They brought him in to replace Tyreek Evans?
3: Yeah, well, he initially the Wallace mold, right? He was really good in high school, McDonald's All-American, and he went to Kansas. And then went to Kansas, of course. Didn't bringing- do very well in... His first four years in the NBA. Now, you know, part of that is—
1: This is his fifth year?
3: This is his fifth year. So part of that is he's not oh, yeah. part so of he's, that is he's not very good. <laughs> um, part of that is he's had four coaches in four years, and he's been stuck on the Kings, right? So he's been in a bad situation. So I think the Grizzlies—the the logic behind that deal is that the situation was the biggest factor in why he hasn't developed. And that, with in a more stable situation of the Grizzlies, with a uh, you know heavy emphasis on player development, with a very development-oriented coach in Fisdale, that they can coach him up, that they can uh, you know kind of unlock some skills for him. I question that with him. Uh, you know, I don't think he's really shown that much in the way of, of ability to improve. But we'll see. I could be wrong.
1: But that signing means no Tony Allen. Would you? Re- I mean, you would rather have does, the, yeah. you would rather have the potential of. McLemore turning into something because you know what Tony Allen is. He's on the downside of his career as one of the best defenders in NBA history.
3: Yeah, I'd rather have been that. I'd rather have been McLemore in the second year of that deal after a year of kind of development under the Grizzlies program than I would Tony Allen in two years, a little bit slower and a little bit older. I think for that money. I mean, it's like $5 million. It's not a lot of money. Mm -hmm. It's two years. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. It's not like they signed him to a four year, $100 million contract. Right. But
1: So the Grizzlies bringing it. So the Kings got two Grizzly players, and then the no, the Grizzlies getting two players from the Kings is not a trade. It's just free agency in the NBA. Tyreek
3: Evans, former Memphis Tiger, coming at least for one season. He's and a great fit. Man, if, if if he works out, and I know... He can
1: play next to Conley. This is some exciting yeah, stuff here.
3: And it's it's Memphis, so people are going to expect him to score 40 points a game. going to sell because some jerseys. Kevin, so you're going to sell some jerseys. People are going to be glad to have him back. You know, I think that's a factor, too. He's going to... He should be comfortable here, you know. He's not going to be buying any drinks, because he's Tyreek Evans, um, right? I, exactly. I, I think I think it's a good fit, and on the court, like you said, he can play next to Conley. He can handle the ball. Uh, the Grizzlies have been kind of desperate for for guys who can handle the ball and make plays, uh, and he is unstoppable going to the basket. That's basically his primary skill, and um, you know, it could work out if he can stay on the court, stay healthy. I think I think he could be a, a good piece, especially off the bench, for them to kind of replace some of the bench production that they're losing in losing Zach Randolph.
1: Right. So, so uh, we've got uh, should the Grizzlies and the Kings just go ahead and just trade names as well? I mean, this is the city of Kings with BB King, Jerry Lawler, all all the Elvis Presley. Do we just just need to take the Kings name from them as well?
3: It would be a better name than Grizzlies for a team in Memphis.
1: It would make sense, right? But there's no no plans as far as we know. <laughs> that that is is going to happen all right so tyreek evans and then grammy award-winning ben mclemore um right mclemore
3: that's the worst that's the worst part of this is that they're probably going to play mclemore
1: there's going to be so much mclemore cj your favorite mclemore song cadillac did did you never had a you never had a, a, a mclemore song to grind to i didn't he's not he's not a good grind
3: artist he doesn't grind like that
1: Find us a Macklemore song to grind to by this. this, this
3: you know, if it, if it were me, it would be the uh, the classic Booker T and the MGS album, Macklemore Avenue. Oh, that's what I would play. Which I don't know if you know about that record. It is a, it's an instrumental cover of the Beatles' Abbey Road. What? By Booker T and the MGS. The cover is the four of them walking across Macklemore Avenue in front of stacks, just like the cover of. Abbey Road. is the Beatles walking across Abbey Road. That
1: is something. The, Great the, record. Yeah, he's, he already has a street named after him here, so he's got a lot of pressure on him. But uh, <laughs> that's awesome. We're, you're always dropping the musical knowledge.
3: That's my. That's a. That's, when my, that's, a, that's when one of my in. favorite MG's records. That's a. That's a good one.
1: All right, so I gotta look. I'll look that up. Okay, so uh Kevin Leip's in studio today because so much Grizzlies news happening here. Uh One thing that is yet to happen is the destination of either Jermichael Green or Tony Allen. We're going to uh take a short time out when we come back. Leip's here for the whole first hour today. It's a supersized edition of Kevin Sanity. We'll talk about what's going to happen with Tony Allen and Jermichael Green, or if we can try to figure it out, or we'll predict that. And, of course, we're going get to get into what's trending in Memphis this week because we always talk about that. And, oh, my goodness. Have you had some vegan? Vegan this week, CJ? Did you go to a vegan restaurant this week? I know you don't eat meat. You've not been to a vegan restaurant? Not yet. Well, we'll tell you about a really good one that you should probably be interested in. They got they got food and a show uh but, but we're uh, but before we go to break i tell you kevin sandy every week's brought to you by blue restaurant and lounge that's a good place to go dine i can highly recommend blue restaurant and lounge located okay, across the street from fedex form it's your pre and post game destination for any and every event at the grindhouse valet parking is always complimentary when you dine at blue and if you work downtown, you should uh, check out their lunch special. They have a 12-for-12 12 12 lunch combo special where you can pick from 12 different lunch entrees, a side drink, and dessert, all just for $12. And then after work, you can enjoy their social hour, which is every day from 11 to 6, uh, including event nights uh, with discounted beverages. Plus, Blue Nile serves Sunday brunch. Oh, all right, CJ, let's go through some of these Sunday brunch menu items. The nachos rancheros. Tell the folks that is what?
2: The breakfast nachos, and It's delicious.
1: And the the steak and eggs and the rotating ultimate French toast of the day was the last flavor you guys had. You guys went to Blue last week to did, have dinner, right?
2: Yep, last one we had I think was apple cinnamon.
1: What did y'all have for dinner at Blue when y'all went on our break, our Fourth of July break?
2: We had the lamb chop, popsicles, the burger sliders, the uh, what did she have? She had a salad. <laughs> well, like, like you're gonna list like had, five things so and
1: then time. like what did she eat? That's all I had. My goodness. CJ, all good, right? All good. Delicious. Mouth
2: So good. Oh, the the ravioli. We had the ravioli.
1: That's one of them social plates. Calamari. Oh, all right. So Blue Restaurant Lounge, you give them a call, 901-334-5950. That's 901-334-5950 to make reservations. Blue Restaurant Lounge brings you Kevin Sanity each and every Saturday here on Sports 56. And uh, they're your place to go before and after every event. Before you know it, basketball season will be here at FedEx Forum. They're located right there on BB King Boulevard across from the Grindhouse. All right. We'll come right back. We'll talk uh, Tony Allen to Green. In a vegan restaurant. You're listening to Cerrito Live on Sports 56 and
0: 87.7 FM. The Tigers, the Grizzlies, the SEC. We are real sports talk. I love it. I love it. Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Attention all grandmas, grandpas, nanas, and papas. Bingo is not just for you anymore. Introducing Cerrito Bingo. It's the modern twist on a classic game for everyone to enjoy. Play 10 exciting rounds of free bingo every Wednesday night from 7 to 9 on South Main at the Green Beetle and every Friday night from 8 to 10 in Cooper Young at the Memphis Made Tap Room. For more info, visit the bingo page at CerritoTrivia.com. Cerrito Bingo is the game-o.
3: One half of pro wrestling's power couple, Dustin Five Star, here reminding you that Memphis Wrestling is back on Saturday mornings. Listen to me and my tag team partner, Kay Cerrito talk pro wrestling with some of the biggest names in the industry every Saturday in the main event of Cerrito Live, only on Sports 56 and 877-FM. It's the only weekly wrestling segment on Memphis Radio. Guarantee that you never miss a show. Subscribe on iTunes to Cerrito Live for free, and also check us out on CerritoLive.com.
0: Now, back to Cerrito Live on Sports 56 and 877-FM.
1: Uh, Welcome back to the show. Kevin Light in studio with us talking Grizzlies today. Lots of big Grizz news. Lots of big trending news in Memphis as well. We'll get to that uh, momentarily. We're about to talk about Tony Allen and uh, Jamichael Green. But, CJ, you'd like to make an announcement. You said you're going to pay everybody's MLGW bill, so stay in line. You will cover it.
2: I can't pay my bill, so why would I be able to pay anybody else's?
1: (laughs) All right, uh... That, that's fair. So do not. So that is the big breaking news of the day. Zebo is not this. I don't know how. I mean, sometimes I know how some stories go viral and become trending um, and people will believe anything, but it is fake news. It's officially fake news. Uh, Zebo is not paying anyone's mlgw bill uh this portion of the show is being brought to you by the annual sports ball this year is the sports ball extreme it's the black tie and tennis shoe coming saturday july 22nd at bingo wood hall 20 years of games for grown-ups and futures for kids it's their 20th year of the sports ball it's going to be another fun year of amazing food games funds auction and much more Uh, You can buy your tickets today. Find the link at CerritoLive.com or Proud Partners. Of course, it benefits Big Brothers Big Sisters, which mission is to provide children facing adversity with strong and enduring professional supported one-to-one relationships. CJ, wrap up the sports ball. Give me one sentence of how awesome the sports ball is. We go every year.
2: The sports ball is like Willy Wonka for grownups, kind of, sort of, in a way. With all the games that go on there and all the great food. You can lose your mind. There are no Oompa Loompas, but you can still have Yeah, a it was like
1: it. people were like, you're going to be real disappointed. They're not, they don't get to swim in chocolate. People
2: turn into large
1: But that would be a good, a, a good, cool addition.
2: You're not turning into chocolate or turning into strawberries. You're not swimming in chocolate. You're not going to go up to the ceiling, but it is, it's fun. All
1: right. Before we start talking about babies' booties <laughs> at restaurants... <laughs> Uh, let's talk about uh, Tony Allen. He, he used to say, keep a cool booty. Yeah, that's, his phrases. Uh, that's
3: not what Imagine Vegan Cafe did. <laughs>
1: um, uh, okay, so uh, Tony Allen still does not have a home in the NBA. He is a free agent. He's still, te- still technically a Grizzly, even though the big story with Tony Allen this week would be that he deleted Memphis and the Grizzlies, any type of reference, off of his Twitter profile.
3: Yeah. You know, I, I don't really have a lot of intel on on that situation I there were rumors of a sign and trade to the Clippers um, being discussed and I, I frankly I believe those rumors I think uh, Doc Rivers you know Tony played for Doc Rivers they won a title together with the Celtics in 2008 um, that seems like a logical fit for him if he's going to go somewhere they've put together a roster I think the Clippers are still going to be a playoff team you know makes sense Um the thing with Tony is, I, is the same thing with Zach. You know, I think they, they're only going to offer him a one-year deal, maybe at the veteran minimum. Uh, it's just kind of t- – you know, if you're not going to have Zach, you might as well not have Tony either. Pull off that mandate just, and, and go yeah. in a different direction. Um, I, I think we saw over the last year Tony was still very valuable at times, but he also – he struggled to kind of fit in with the new scheme. He was freelancing a lot. And, and, you know, when he freelances, that puts Zach Rand- uh, not Zach enough. When he freelances, that puts Marcus all in a tougher situation, having to kind of cover for him. Uh, and that led to, I can, you know, I'll just say that led to some, some tension in the locker room right. at times because Zach was, I mean, I keep saying Zach because I, I'm hoping that he paid my power bill. Um, <laughs> no, th- that puts Mark in a tough situation when he's got to cover for Tony uh, behind Tony. You know, it's when that was the deal, that worked better. But in the new scheme where, there's, where they switch and stuff, uh, you know, that, that makes it a lot harder on Mark back there, uh, and that was very frustrating for him at times. Uh, you know, I talked to him about it a little bit. Um, yeah. So, it's, you know, it's just time.
1: No, I think, yeah, uh, with the moves that they've made acquiring uh, maclamore and, and Evans, it looks like Tyreek Evans um, – it looks, like it's, it looks like the end is near for Tony and the, the amount of money. And too many players on the roster. There's just too many yeah. players on the roster, yeah, right?
3: There's a, well, then you're forgetting Wayne Seldon. They re-signed Wayne Seldon to yeah. a two-year deal. Um, Seldon, who started in Tony Allen's spot in the playoffs – Right, so, <laughs> and they just <laughs> re-signed, yeah. So it's just, yeah, they've they run out of roster spots, and they've run out of money, and they've got they've got a whole lot of twos and threes now.
1: So it looks like Tony's going to go somewhere. The big like, uh, shocker of the week, it looked like he was going to the Clippers for a minute. Yeah. Still may happen.
3: Yeah, still may happen, not off the table.
1: But though. Tony Allen as a Clipper will really blow some people's mind. These, the Grizz fans who are just so anti-Clipper, <laughs> like this— like. They're so anti-clipper, but we're able to cheer Matt Barnes. Can you still respect and like Tony if he
3: plays for 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 the for the uh, Los Angeles Clippers? Yeah, because Tony Allen's not like a violent douchebag.
2: Well, until he karate <laughs> kicks your point guard in the
3: face. Better to karate kick a point guard in the face than hit a woman.
1: That is that, absolutely true. We will not get on a Matt Barnes rant. We are no yeah, don't secret. Get, don't
3: get me no, started on Matt Barnes. Yeah. I, I, I swallowed it for a year because I didn't want him to punch me in the locker room.
1: But I'm we barely swallowed it. Yeah. I mean, we were not letting him get away <laughs> with this garbage that so many people like in this town who are on five days a week would. But, uh, yeah, Matt Barnes, my least Like We talk about favorite Grizzly of all time. Zebo, right? But, you know, he's up there on most everybody's list. Matt Barnes, no, without a doubt, is my least favorite Grizzly of all time.
3: Yeah, absolutely. My too.
1: Nobody else close to Matt Barnes. That was just awful. Um, but anyway, <laughs> so Tony probably not coming back. I
3: like, I like Lance better than Matt Barnes, and Lance uh, allegedly threw a pregnant woman down the stairs. That's how That's how little Oof. I like that of Matt Barnes. <laughs> oh, okay, so. I'm a, I'm a bundle of sunshine today, guys. You
2: are. <laughs> We're you're not because nobody's paying that bill. <laughs> I know,
3: yeah. I'm Zach,
2: is,
1: if you're just tuning in, Zach Randolph not paying your MLGW bill. If you're driving to the Exxon right now.
2: Or the Walgreens or one of the stores in your neighborhood.
1: <laughs> Do not uh, think Zebo's paying it. There's a glitch in the system. Okay. Um, a hacking, possibly. The Clippers hacked the MLGW. Somebody, somebody yes. hacking. Could be Russian intelligence. Uh, okay, so Tony's not – so the Grizzlies are probably not – so brace yourself for Tony. It does make sense. Get that. Get that PR out of the way now don't yep. wait a, don't re-sign him if you re-sign him it may just be his last contract actually but like if you're not going to have him might as well lose him at the same time
3: yeah absolutely
1: uh, and you don't have to, to worry about anything else when Zeebo's going out
3: yeah and I just think the behind the scenes dynamics I mean it's just I, I think he it, I'm not going to say that he's worn out as welcome but uh, you could you can see hmm. where having where not having him on the roster makes some things easier for Fisdale makes some things easier for Marc Gasol I'll put it that way.
1: But is 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 Grizzly's career not over yet even though it has ended on Twitter, right? It's not on his Twitter page. <laughs> yeah. So that era has ended. Uh Tony Allen will his number get retired if, if he he uh departs. Probably not initially yeah, because we, yeah. of what you're saying, it seems like fans love him. Fans love him. Well, he's hard to, but go. not I mean, necessarily people over there off of Beale Street. Well, it's
3: never been a secret that he's uh, real hard to coach. I mean, he's Tony Allen, but he's Tony. But that's he's, yeah, he's that's, of, that's
1: part of that's part of who he yeah. is.
3: Right, uh, that's definitely who he is. That's why a big part of why he's so entertaining. Uh, you know, I, I definitely think even if they don't come out and officially say like no one will ever wear number nine again, like <laughs> Ivan Rabb ain't walking into the forum wearing number nine on opening night. You know, if Harrington oh. kind of said that a little bit too, nobody's going to wear number nine. Uh, fans right. fans wouldn't let him get away with it.
1: Well, yeah, and that's – I think that's the – to me, like I'm saying, like that's – you don't have to retire Zebo's number initially. It was, good, it was good PR. It was a great move just in general anyway, mm-hmm. PR aside. Like it's a, he needs – he deserves to have his number retired. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you can imply to players like you should not wear that. That's not the number. Pick a different number. Yeah. And uh, at least for the time being. So then uh, Jamichael Green is still not signed with anybody. So it looks like this means the longer it goes, the better for the Grizzlies or the worse for the Grizzlies? Uh,
3: I think the better. Uh, the restricted free agent market is just not there this summer. There's so many unrestricted guys that, that fill these roles. Like uh, Kelly Olinick becoming an unrestricted uh, really kind of, I think, depressed the market. I think it's it's going to come down to like what Atlanta does, what Brooklyn does, and and they're both kind of waiting on offer sheet things to clear up with other guys before they know what how much cap space they have. So I think it you know I think it could be next week before we know something about Jermichael and I his number not will not get retired. But <laughs> no. what the
1: so what do the Grizzlies need now? They've made, they've made a couple of signings. What they just need Jermichael Green and then they're done, and then they got to move some pieces around because they have to many players. But yeah,
3: I think there's I got to believe there's some kind of a trade coming with like. Maybe Brandon Wright and like a Jarrell Martin or some Brandon Wright and somebody just to clear up some some of the front court right. and and you know they don't like to go into the season with all fifteen spots filled up. That's kind of Chris Wallace. He likes to carry fourteen into the season, so he's got some flexibility. Um, I think either Rab or Brooks will probably sign a two way deal. Uh, they said they weren't going to, but I think they probably will. Um, just because they don't have the roster spots. Um,
1: all right, Life is in studio for a supersized edition of Kevin Sanity. We're about to get to what's trending.
2: Should we hurry up and get there?
1: CJ well, <laughs> can't can't wait. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're wrapping this up. So if the Grizzly summer ends where they lose Zebo, they lose Tony, they lose Vince, but you're you're gaining, you're keeping Jermichael Green, you're getting uh, Tyreek Evans and Mclemore. As you, what would you grade that if that's what we're going to end up with? Because that seems like could happen, but I mean, Jermichael yeah. may not happen, and we know that's not like the Jermichael signing. I think would make enough people. I think it was a decent summer.
3: Yeah, if they keep to Michael Green and even if and then if they don't make any more moves, don't make any trades, that kind of thing. I think it's a good summer if Chandler Parsons is healthy. Right. You know, what I mean this is everything this hinges on down, that. Still all comes down to that. If he's healthy, they'll be a playoff team, I think still.
1: Okay, we're about to get to what's trending, but let me tell you, coming up in just a few minutes, it is the Cerrito Live Wrestling Hour. We do talk wrestling every week at the 11 o'clock hour. Uh, joining us on uh, today's Wrestling Hour, we will have one of the stars of GLOW on Netflix. Uh, he wrestled as Alex Riley in WWE. You know him, a steel horse. Uh, the wrestler on GLOW. He will join us um, in the wrestling hour. We'll also be joined by Double J Jeff Jarrett. He'll talk about uh, D'Angelo Williams' wrestling debut and some uh, rebranding stuff over there at uh, Impact Wrestling, becoming Global Force Wrestling. And we'll also be joined by Andrew Goldstein, former WWE creative team member, to talk about uh, great balls of fires tomorrow, the new, the new pay-per-view. But, all right, when, every time Life joins us on the show... Of course, we talk about the Grizzlies because he writes about the Grizzlies, but he's also the digital manager over at the Flyers, so we like to talk about what's trending in Memphis. Let's trending, do that now.
2: <laughs> trending, 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 with life.
3: What's trending, life? <laughs> well, um, actually, the number one story on the site this week was Troy Wiggins' letter to my city, uh, which is a very heartfelt uh, discussion of some race relations things, uh about I love Memphis. Uh, about kind of what it's like to be a young person of color in Memphis. I recommend everybody go read that. Yeah, uh, it, it, but that's real serious, and that's not what we like to talk about here.
1: It is so very, so. it is very serious, and it touches on some stuff we did talk about with our, our 201 or yeah, conversation.
3: I, I can't recommend it enough. I mean, I think it's, I think it's great. I'm proud that it's on our website, and everybody should go read it. And in the back of the flyer, too. Pick up a flyer. I read it this morning. Yeah, it is outstanding on the, on the last page.
1: Um, so, but the reason that's number <laughs> one is because it's a good story, but also because this other story that is also trending on your site is. Trend- worldwide on yeah. every other site yeah so there's uh, so many different places to read yeah, you can this read this other story this on,
3: it's on uh, memphisflyer.com you can read about it on uh, the washington post <laughs> you can read about it on Wonkette. so uh it all started when someone left a facebook review for imagine vegan cafe in cooper young they said that uh they wait hold on do we have the, you
1: have the review pulled up cj
3: you got it pulled up you don't what do you what's going on well basically said the 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 food was oh. – uh, they, that they go okay. there all the time and they would probably go there again. But they didn't have a good experience because there was a baby running around without a diaper on. And while they were eating their dinner, this baby decided to show them uh, his or her uh, – Booty. Booty. booty uh, bottom. Uh, that's not the word that was used in the review. Yeah.
1: Showing the entire booty. Do you had it pulled up, CJ? Do you have it? You don't. Know, uh, you said, send me, it to me, send it to me. And i send it to you.
3: CJ told me to, to use the word sphincter. Uh, I'm not sure I'm going to go. So there. here's – so uh, <laughs>
1: the Facebook reviewer or wherever this – she posted a, a, a bad review about a restaurant, which probably happens to restaurants every – single day uh post so here's her review on the reel, i eat here all the time i still probably will because i like to go out and there are a few options available to me but y'all listen during my visit a bare butt naked baby was running around stood up on a table with its back with its uh back they're so dirty black dirty feet and bent over to show me its booty is a different word yeah
2: oh because <laughs> this is great uh, Show me it's, you know what, I wish I was exaggerating. This is like while I'm eating and it's the owner's kids. An older kid came over and started like yodeling and staring at me during my meal. I was so uncomfortable. Like I get it's a family establishment and kids do weird things, but a naked baby was running around for like 15 minutes while all the workers Started are just standing on the side talking and laughing over it. And for my food, I can heat up a ter- What's tofurkey <laughs> <laughs> a- sausage, uh, then I lose it. All right, that's it. All right, so how many stars, if that happens to
1: you, CJ, how many stars are you giving that review?
3: It's either a five uh, or none, one. Can right? I mean, none. Can
2: <laughs> <Negative? laughs> you give none? Negative? Can you show see, me your smeek This,
1: this review, reviewer still. Two stars, two star review. David, a two star, <laughs> two star uh, review. Think they're holding on. Okay, yep. so that that would have been posted. That would have been yep. fine, right? That would have, that would have lived on on the internet. Very few people would have seen it. Maybe you would have stumbled upon it. and Somebody, would have been like, oh, that's and funny.
3: Frankly, that's you know that seems like a pretty reasonable uh, bad review to leave. Yeah, if th- th- that
1: happened. But the, it all goes viral because the owner of the restaurant, which is of course Imagine Vegan Cafe in Cooper Young, a vegan restaurant, uh, got upset about the review uh pe- pretty much anybody who uh was thought this was something that you should be outraged about uh, or just haters and they don 't like their kids yeah
3: they they went after these they went they named this person by name and mm-hmm. said that they were attacking their children and that it was a family restaurant and all this kind of stuff, and really you know that's I, and
1: that's, they went on to and, and to compare
3: i don 't think they've heard of the health department
1: right like, and they were comparing uh restaurant. breastfeeding in public to kids' booties, yeah uh making just some really bizarre arguments yeah <laughs>
3: some some really nonsensical arguments, uh like Portlandia kind of arguments really.
1: And th- yeah. so then the comments start rolling in, and now you can do uh, gifts on Facebook now, yeah, which made it great. This was like this was like I have a love hate with Facebook. I need it for my trivia business, but like, and I so I use it for work. But this is like I was so glad. Like if you did not have a Facebook account, yeah. this was it. This is what this was Mark Zuckerberg sweet, yeah. invented this thing for. Was for and of course she dele- they deleted their Facebook so it's only going to live on with screenshots.
3: Well, yeah, and I think they should have because obviously they did not have a very uh, sound social media strategy for their business.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so the, it went viral because the owner was I don't even know what type of word to describe the owner, but she was she was mad, angry, rude in response to this, yeah. acting like it was absurd that people do not want. Uh, Baby's booties in their faces while they're eating.
3: Yeah, you know, I've got a toddler. Uh, It's happened to me in in my home. Uh, It wasn't something I was excited about at the time. It's not an experience I would seek out at a restaurant
1: you know <laughs> no, no the thing is you would think oh crap this you're reading all like it went viral on facebook it lasted on facebook for maybe 12 hours where the city of memphis was jumping on uh and commenting and reacting and tagging people on the facebook story it hashtag, really it was really was a a
2: a big event that you missed out on cj was, shout out to amber for telling it like it is and then wait who was amber amber's the one who left the review
3: no i think
1: it was That's chelsea, chelsea.
2: Yeah. Okay, Chelsea. wait. So who's Amber? Cuz now I'm reading something else. <laughs> no telling.
1: You could get lost in this forever, CJ. Like it really distracted. Not much work was done uh in in Memphis that morning until that post was deleted. The entire Facebook page
3: was deleted. So, CJ, what website are you reading about it on? It made the Washington Post. I'm on complex.com. Yeah, it's okay. okay. So it's on complex. It's, it's on yeah. uh, it's it everywhere. Made Wanquette. It's it was national like national news media picked up on this story because this was such a such an absurd uh,
1: so we can all agree we're not on the restaurant owner's side. Like if somebody if, – if your kid – you shouldn't let your kid run around the, the restaurant at all. Definitely not naked. Definitely not showing off its, its booty.
3: Yeah. It's one thing to have like a family business where your kids are there too and that's cool. Uh, and it seems like that was kind of the understanding that the kids were going to be there because it's a family place and whatever. Uh, you got to – I'm pretty sure you got to have a diaper on a kid in a restaurant, um, you know. Just, and there's other
1: reports that have absolutely. since come out about this Imagine Vegan Cafe about uh the one time they've seen the kid. Somebody this is what other people were saying and these are all most of them are uh, you know alleged stories because there's not you know this is what just people are sharing on social media that they have seen the kid poop on the floor before at the restaurant. Um there <laughs> there are stories out there that they apparently posted on their Facebook page which has since been deleted but you can find this that the the the, the, the same owners were in some auto accident or uh, with somebody with Alzheimer's just the week before uh, they, they hit somebody, and, and they posted it on their Facebook page. There's all this type of stuff that's out there and what you can believe or not believe. But what we can – but what the facts are – here are the facts.
3: So, we found, yeah, we found the only business in Memphis having a worse summer than MLGW.
1: <laughs> the facts are somebody posted that review. The restaurant did not deny the review and acted like it's okay, acceptable behavior. Right. So if would you go to a restaurant – See, so you be more inclined or less inclined to go to a restaurant where – uh you might have a kid show you them your their booty and i'm not the yodeling doesn't bother me but it does kind of go together as an interesting combo
2: if somebody wanted to yodel at me while i ate i think it was hilarious <laughs> yeah, but you showing tell- me that no nah, i can't especially a child i can't i can't pay good money to do that uh
1: but apparently their business is booming i think there is a mix of supporters going to the restaurant um, but people who you know who who are who do like the family right. and who may not know the entire story because there's a lot of the posts are very vague when yeah. the restaurant was doing the post it was very mm-hmm. vague like how dare you attack my kids and people would be like ah yeah why is somebody attacking your kids I'm coming to support you like, they're not attacking your kids they're just coming they, they know, just don't want kids it, yeah. booties in their faces <laughs> and so there's there's a mix of that but there's also I think there's this mix of this very meta like I want to go there and experience I don't necessarily want a kid's booty in my face but i want to know what wild thing will happen to me at the restaurant was so the i'm going to go o's there and check you? it now you cannot i booty o's. that was one of the you know, people posting booty o's. oh my goodness <laughs> there's so many beavis and butthead uh you know corn Holyoke. Yeah, uh, sure i'm sure yes.
3: i have not checked this but you know i'm i'm kind of managed uh, best of memphis nominations i am sure the best vegetarian is full of uh imagine it's gonna be a, a uh, <laughs> nomination. I think it's going to
1: hurt, th- what, agree or disagree. I think it's going to be a long term, it's going to hurt them long term. Like, I think yeah. it really has it's got to. A lot of people are not going to go. There's going to be a, a boost now for their diehard supporters, plus, like I said, these people who are going just like to say they went there to see what would happen. Yeah. And then, not, you know, maybe something else happens. I don't know. So, you're, and you're going to have this, this, the viral boost from that short, sure. but long term. Uh, that's not going to be too well, but they might win. You know, people, I know people are Memphis Flyer voting uh, underway. You know, they're writing them in for, for most, ki- isn't it like best kid friendly
3: restaurant? Yeah, best kid friendly restaurant. They're going to win vegetarian. that. Vegetarian.
1: What is going to happen? Like the timing of it, <laughs> they're getting publicity <laughs> off of it?
3: Yeah. Um, no such thing as bad publicity,
2: ultimately.
1: That's what they say, but it's kids' booties uh, in your <laughs>
2: face at a restaurant. And the kid was just using the bathroom on the floor? That's Allegedly. another time, yeah. Apparently.
3: I, Apparently, that's alleged. It's alleged.
1: Which most of uh, – yeah, because she has not – I've never seen a response. What we do get from this – at least we get from the booty-in-your-face-while-you-eat story is that the owner wasn't denying it. It
0: yeah, was <laughs> wasn't acting a
1: like it was, was a bizarre activity and compared it to uh, breastfeeding.
3: Yeah, it was like you are attacking my child by saying this is a big deal, not that didn't happen. So who's got the booty gate beer?
1: You think somebody should name a beer after it. going to be somebody. Slider Inn is on top of it as the first uh, thing to be named after this incident. And it's really it gets tricky, though. You're naming something after another, another business and, and giving them uh, oh, yeah. promotion. Was, Slider
3: Inn had some a drink named after it, right? Yeah, what was um, – Was it the Vegan Pink Eye? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was the Vegan Pink Eye. Is that what it was? I believe that's what it was.
1: Uh – yeah, the v- yeah, the vegan pink eye. <laughs> There's shots you can get. Uh it's pretty yeah. great. so there you go. Yeah. <laughs> so CJ's very excited. CJ will be a slider in today. And uh,
2: after you get are you gonna eat at v- uh, imagine so
1: I'm go vegan pay first? Bill,
3: pay his bill at the kiosk and see that's your
2: balance. I'm going, you're right, Zebo's going I'm gonna go to Walgreens, Zebo's gonna pay my bill, then I'm gonna go to Slider in, get my vegan pink eye, then I'm gonna go to the vegan restaurant <laughs> and wait to be yodeled
3: at. Eat some tofu.
1: Oh, sometimes we just, this is uh, such a, and I, I, oh, I just feel, I've, CJ, hopefully, I've, I've saved the the Facebook. I know they deleted the thing, but I saved it on the computer, like that window open on my computer, hoping that it just would not go away. So I hope it's still there, because if I need a good laugh, I can always go back. Those comments were just, it was just insanity. Almost like
3: Kevin's sanity. Almost.
1: All right, lights on Twitter, at He'll You're on top of it. You're still trying to figure out what's happened with Tony Allen.
3: Yeah, working on it. Uh, I, you know, I, I think there will be news soon, but I don't know. We have no idea. We have no idea. All
1: right,
3: and uh, Leip's, uh off
1: for the next couple of weeks uh, for vacation, unless something wild happens. If something wild happens, we won't talk to you until August. So, yeah. so thanks for coming in, Leipe, and uh, we will uh, see you in a, in a few weeks, um, and we'll see you at lunch this afternoon in Cooper Young.
3: Yep. (laughs) Drinking my vegan pink
0: eye. All
1: right, that's Kevin Light from the Flyer Rita stuff at uh, uh, MemphisFlyer.com. Follow him at FlyerGrisblog with only one Z. We'll be right back with the Rita Live Wrestling out here on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM.
0: Your home for the Ole Miss Rebels. Sports 56 WHBQ Memphis and 87.7 FM WPGFLP Memphis.